Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 109. We are getting up there. And I am your host, High Priest of Conchu Ray. As always, I'm here uh, monitoring the night, seeing what sort of salubrious activities may be going on and keeping watch of all the denizens and hoping that they're okay. And with me, I have a very special, a couple of very special guests, actually, on a very special night. Uh, I'd like to introduce uh, both Alex Lumen and uh, Dalton Gould. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing. Doing good. <clears throat> excellent, excellent. And uh, Looney listeners, some of you would know that Alex uh, has been connected to the uh, YTMCU, or the YouTube MCU production um, for for fan films. Uh, he's done a Moon Knight film before and we are going to look at uh, Moon Knight Chapter 2. So again, if you look at the, you know, open your windows, look into the night sky, you will see it is a, a full moon and with our full moon we do cover what we call the moon and stars, which is everything Moon Knight related on screen. So we're very happy to have and again, I'm saying we. Uh, you'll have to excuse me, Alex and Dalton. I, I call, you know, I refer to myself in in the plural. Um, I, I must be down to the identities. I'm not too sure, but I'm um, very, very happy to have Alex and Dalton on the show to talk about their latest project, which is Moon Knight, the fan film, chapter two. So before any of that, um, Alex, I'll ask you. Uh, some loonies may know, some others may not, but um, how would you describe? I mean. A general shout out for for YT MCU. Uh, what's it all about, and what do you do? It's basically an alternate reality to the original, where some characters are alive, some characters are dead. But it's an alternative take on what you would classically have as the six one six. And uh, yeah, so we're looking at uh, purely just uh, obviously Marvel characters. Um, is there any? Any reason, I know a lot of your work is connected to a lot of the street level. Um, is that what you're I firmly always, basing yourself on? or I always just found the street level characters a lot more fascinating than, you know, cosmic level characters because mm-hmm. they have a lot more depth. Yeah, yeah, right. right. And Dalton, are you, a, are you a, um, a Marvel, a comic book fan yourself? I should ask Alex as well. I mean, do you both read comics or? I do a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dabble. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't big into uh, comics as a kid, but I'm sort of starting to get the hang of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, I guess that's testament to uh, the MCU and the TV shows as a whole. It really has brought comic books to the forefront of of pop culture. Um, Alex, uh, you mentioned you uh, you get into it a fair bit. Uh, what, what's on your What's on your pull list currently? Um. A lot of Moon Knight type comics. Mm-hmm. So, I read Daredevil, Iron Fist. I had a lot of Le- uh, Venom comics. Oh, some very Doctor good. Fate. Mm-hmm. A bit of Deathstroke. 
Oh, okay. Yes. So, yeah, venturing over to to the other side, <laughs> the, uh, one of the other. The, 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 uh, Constantine. Oh yeah, he's a very interesting character. I've um, I, I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not well versed in the DC universe. Not not that I don't like them, but uh, you know, just haven't found the time. But Constantine looks very, looks very interesting indeed. Uh, I do like a lot of the Vertigo comics. I'm not sure if you've, um, you're aware, Alex and Dalton about Preacher stuff like that. Oh yeah, Preacher, yeah. written by the same guy who made the Boys. Yes, as well. Yeah, which is That's currently. That's the because I don't. I love that comic. Are you, you're not aware of that. Um, sorry, Dalton. Have you? You haven't seen the TV show so far. Uh, what the preacher? Preacher. Preacher no. and all the boys. The boys is the awesome. boys I've seen, but mm. preacher haven't. Okay. Yeah, I heard preachers are a bit of a slow burn. Like the first seasons are a bit slow. I've only I've only admittedly seen in the first couple of episodes, but I'm I'm trying to watch all of it. Um, time eludes me. Anyway, we're getting slightly off off the track here. So both of you guys do love your comics. Um, obviously, a big influence are the the films and the TV itself. We just touched upon the boys, um, MCU films. Uh, just throw it out there, Dalton. Um, are you are you a big fan as well? I mean, like you do feature. We'll get into it, but your roles in this fan film are, are kind of varied. So you. you seem kind of well entrenched in filmmaking um are you a big watcher um yes and no uh there's a lot of them that i still haven't seen mm-hmm. but uh the reason why you said i'm so well versed is uh i spent let's see i think i've done seven musical productions oh wow throughout my high school and middle school career so Right. Okay. Well, which what, what were they? How, how about a few? Um, I've done The Wizard of Oz, Aladdin, uh, Little Mermaid, Sound of Music, Greece, Greece, and Annie. Annie. Yeah. And then okay. we did a pretty show then. So. Right. Nice one. So there's a a fair bit of experience under your belt there. Uh, we'll get into your your performance uh, in the film. The second half of this show as well. Um, great stuff. A, a, a big departure, I guess, from Aladdin and Greece. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, very much. <laughs> but I'm assuming a lot, a lot of fun um, on both sides. Yeah, same for me. Yep. Oh, yeah. Did you feature in the musicals as well, Alex? Did you say? Uh, no, but I've been in a few in my theater classes as well as on the internet productions, but none like these were. Mm, yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. There are. A few, um, a few scenes I can't wait to get stuck into. Um, but oh, yeah. me too. <laughs> uh, but actually, having said that, I mean, and we're still on this up, th- talking about theatre and, and drama, uh, tell us a bit about your, your background. Um, apart from the musicals and such, um, how do you kind of stay in tune with, with uh, your skills with acting and such? I mean, moving a bit further away from actually the filmmaking, but actually performing. Well, I'm an avid moviegoer, so I like to watch a lot of people when they act in their own roles. And I watch a lot of video essays on how people perform their roles themselves, and I like to take what I have in a script and perform it out loud until I think I've got it just right and got it pat down. Mm. Mm. Are you uh, are either of you guys method actors by any chance? Or 
Do, yes, do, when I became Moonlight, I went into... No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be worried, Alex, if you were. So. <laughs> oh, actually, and all you Dalton as well, far out. I mean, you know. Uh, with some roles, I I was, but most of them, not really. Okay. I'm, I'm you know, asking this purely from a, a total layman. Like, you know, I, I've not acted before. I've given it a go in... You know, the, I think the only one and only time I have acted in front of a camera was uh, a video for uh, my mate's wedding. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, that was a bit of fun, and you know, love to love to ham it up. But acting, it does intrigue me because you know, it's um, like you, you got to learn all the lines and stuff. You got to get into the into the moment. Um, look, just not skipping ahead and stuff. But um, I'll, I'll ask Dalton, like, for for approaching Bushman when you were. Um, kind of preparing for that um how did you kind of approach that acting wise did you uh just read a few of the comics to kind of get a sense of him or did alex kind of fill you in um i i looked through his uh synopsis really on the uh marvel website mm-hmm. got to read for him a little bit and alex gave me some information about him and uh sort of just took inspiration from like other uh sort of insane characters I've seen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, kind of mixed and mixed things together. Yes. Yeah, no, uh, excellent. Um, and, and Alex, I guess you, you prepare, I mean, you, you have quite a substantial, obviously quite a substantial role in this film. Uh, any particular ways, I mean, you, did you, th- there's a workout <laughs> um, montage Almost as well as um, there's a couple of scenes, I think, in the gym. Um, did you get yourself physically fit for this role as well? Or? I was already a little bit before, but yeah. when, you know, I was like, hey, I got to do these scenes, I started going a lot harder. And mm-hmm. now I'm into, like, CrossFit and stuff, so I'm going even harder when I'm off screen. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, I think I remember the last time we had you... Um, we had you on kind of by proxy. You you sent in some audio because we weren't able to make the times work. So Alex mm-hmm. has actually been on the ITK show uh, a while ago, but have you sent in a, a fantastic uh, description of the first film and a bit of background, um, you know, some stories behind the scenes, which was really good. Yeah, and I do remember that uh, you did mention that you were quite um, you're quite into boxing, right? Um, yeah, I do matches every so often in my gym, and it's basically what I do from time to time, and okay. it's my... Yeah, because that gym in the, uh, in this film looks, um, I mean, it's obviously a real gym, I'm just, uh, but it looks like a, a very much a gym oriented towards, towards boxing, so um, yeah. It has boxing, they do kickboxing, judo, and jiu-jitsu in an alternative room. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. all types of combat can be good there. Excellent, excellent, and uh, let's hope you didn't learn how to cut off someone's face there as well um well, you're on the other side <laughs> uh also as well like so how did also um the connections between us so we know uh, alex that you um you have a, a huge vested interest in ytmcu um you're you're the primary driver behind it um you do have a big a big cast and crew um, oh, a big team working behind behind you and with you as well. Um, how do you, uh, Dalton as well, I mean, how, how do you guys know each other? Uh, I met Alex through his older brother. Um, him and I have been good friends for like five years now. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was that, and then his freshman year of high school, I was his mentor. So oh, okay. 
kind of became friends through school. I convinced uh, him to join my crew of misfits. <laughs> yeah, I had nothing better to do, so I joined this. Well, there's also some parallels there. The mentor, eh? Bushman, Moon Knight. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm starting to, you know, see a pattern forming. Uh, okay, right, and uh, and Alex, the you know, um, is that is that your mum as well? Uh, in she she acting as well? Yeah. Uh-huh. And she does the makeup as well. So Tina, Tina Lumen. Yeah, she's a very very good actor. She was in theater too. Ah, oh, okay, great, great, yeah, yeah, excellent. Uh, and um, just uh, take us through kind of like. Um, the rest of your your cast and crew. How do you know them? I, I do recognise. Obviously, there are some relations, um, but the others are they part of your drama school or you know or school? Um, a few of them are, but most of them are just straight out of my friend group or people that I've met through my brother. Mhm. Mhm. Or some okay. people that I've just met online that have grown to connect with me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and also, I mean, uh, I mentioned as well that you are the you know. And correct me if I'm wrong, that you you know you are the driver behind our YTMCU. Like, if there are any other people that deserve a shout out, um, please do so. But uh, um, yeah, Dalton here definitely is a big hand in helping me get everybody settled down before filmings. Mm-hmm. Gabe Matz is a really good helping when it comes to writers and creativity. Okay. And Caleb Johnson really good helping me with fight choreography for characters. So uh, those three guys need a hand. Yeah, right. I was about to say, yeah, the the fight choreography, choreography as well. That um, that would be quite an involved thing because uh, it's quite action heavy in here. Um, who's the who's the special effects guy? That's me. You? Oh, okay, okay, excellent. Ah, I, I, I do, I'm not not just post production. The, the yeah. I do editing. I write the script. I do the special effects, editing, make all the sounds, the music, everything like that. Fantastic. Where's the hats? Yeah, yeah a lot of got a lot of strings to your bow. You know, got a lot of feathers in your cap, all that sort of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, look, before we um, we go any further, as well, I mean, I don't think I've touched upon it as well, um, Alex. So, uh, obviously, a love for the comics and stuff. But um, and I guess this maybe this answers the question. And your time with with drama and, and theatre. But um, what kind of drove you to to start the YouTube MCU? Well, I had a really big addiction for Marvel movies and Marvel comic books, mm-hmm. and I was a YouTuber, so I was like, imagine if I made a movie, and I was like, oh, wait a second, I can just make a fan movie, so then I was like, which character to pick, though? Yeah. And I was like, why not pick my favorite, so I went Moon Knight first. Had you done any uh, like vlogging before? Had you done any videos on YouTube prior to YTMCU? Uh, I have my own channel where I do a lot of commentaries, I'm... I'm starting to get back into it. I haven't been on for like a few years, so a lot of my fans are gone. Sad okay. to say. Oh, okay. No, well, I mean, you've got plenty on your plate now with um, with creating these, and I'm sure there are plenty more to come. Um, take us through uh, um, the works that you have completed now so far. I mean, uh, you obviously, you obviously done Moon Knight as well, but I've seen a, a few other characters uh, already featured. So there's Moon Knight Chapter 1, mm-hmm. which of course follows Moon Knight, and then there's the Winter Soldier, which follows Bucky Barnes, Clint Barton, and Crossbones. Excellent. And then Dragon and Tiger, which is based on Iron Fist and Shang-Chi. Excellent. Just, isn't, that, isn't that good, like Shang-Chi's getting a movie now? 
Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Oh, man, that looks so bloody good. Um, I'm I'm so excited. Did you hear, I think, there's rumours that uh, Fing Fang Foom is going to feature Oh, I know. I heard that, and I was like, that's insane. (laughs) Marvel's gone off their rocket. That is crazy. And, I mean, I'm, I'm bloody stoked that the Mandarin is already, like, the real Mandarin is already going to be featured in it and all that tie-ins um uh, you know how they the marvel's been building up to it the 10 rings like mm-hmm. yeah ever yeah. since 2000 it's, oh, yeah. it's fantastic what they've done um but yeah the real mandarin um i think that will um maybe um kind of keep a lot of the naysayers who didn't like iron man 3 and uh, i thought iron man was pretty good yeah how about you dalton i didn't watch it oh you haven't watched it okay okay cool well yeah Okay, well, no spoil it. Uh, well, no, <laughs> I can't say anything else then. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a late bloomer. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but anyway, let, need, you know, let's just say that uh, the Mandarin is kind of featured in that as well. But um, no, Shang-Chi should be really good. So sorry, I, I interrupted you there, Alex. Um, so Shang-Chi, which has, did you say Iron Fist? Um, who else was in there? The Tigra? Um, um, Flaming Tiger is Shang-Chi's superhero name. Oh, okay. Our, oh, and so you're, oh, okay. Right. Because we kind of had every character has a secret identity, so I was like, now I have to make up a name for Shang-Chi. Ah, okay. Okay, cool. And since their powers are based on the tiger paw and the iron fist, I was like, that's genius. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, yep, so there's a Winter Soldier, and then you got the Iron Fist at Shang-Chi. Uh, anything else other than the two Moon Knights as well? Uh, nope, that's about all. Okay, excellent. So, no, chugging along quite well. I know we we um, co- corresponded a while ago around the time of Moon Knight Chapter 1 about, uh, I think you were mentioning some of your upcoming plans as well, a, a few of them which have already come into fruition. So you are certainly a gentleman that uh, follows through with what, you know, what he plans. Um, mm-hmm. What Could you divulge... To the loony listeners, any any more upcoming future projects that you might consider working on and uh, and releasing? So the next project is going to be big. It is our biggest project so far. Nice. It is the Secret Avengers. Oh, is this a Rick Remender run or is there another one? This is an alternative take which compiles each character we've said so far. Oh, okay, right. Ah. So it's it's a clash of all these alternate personalities and characters together, just meeting and you know having to figure out how to deal with each other. And it's almost kind of like, um, you know, like the Avengers in a way, how they're all kind That's of. That's what they base a lot of it off of. Yeah, like you've done separate films, and then you're just gonna you're gonna bring them together, which I think is pretty nice. Um, in the beginning, I was thinking probably should just go a solo story, but then I was like, no, these characters have a lot in common, so why not put them on a team and see how it works? Yeah. It must be hard to kind of corral and coordinate everyone to, you know, schedule-wise and and filming and stuff. I mean, it must be the bigger the cast, the harder, right? Oh, yeah, because the cast is like 20 people long, so you have to be able to get all these people in the same spot and make sure nobody has any complications with timing. Mm. And how, how long would, um, say, for instance, Moon Knight Chapter 2, there's, there's a pretty decent cast there as it is. Um, how long did that take from, from go to woe? Probably about a month. Okay. Yeah, a solid month. Yeah, just full full on? Like, just every... I think the longest production was Moon Knight 1, which is about five months long. Wow, really? Yeah, since it was the beginning, we were like, we have to think of all these new ideas and get some scripts done. Because in the beginning, yeah. 
we had like two different reboots before we made this, which was mostly improvisation. And I was like, this isn't working, so we need a script. Oh, okay. You went back to the the, like, the drawing board and you started again. Yeah, because originally it was just Moon Knight fights Street Thugs and then Moon Knight fights Punisher, mm. which was kind of dumb in the beginning. But then I was like, wait a second. Moon Knight just fights his villains. <laughs> oh, a starting point. the Punisher. That would be good. Are you, any plans on having He's the Punisher? Be, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready to talk about that too. Yeah. Um, in phase two, we are doing Marvel Knights. So nice. It's a crossover. You got Moon Knight, probably Blade, maybe Ghost Rider, and the Punisher. Yeah, I was about to say, does it does uh, overlap into the supernatural? Because na- that's something different now. I mean, like you, apart from say Bucky, which is not supernatural, but he's augmented. Um, it's pretty much at like street level. But with Blade, you're starting to look at you know, different elements, vampirism and all that. So, um, okay, cool. Any ideas on who to cast as the Punisher? Um, we have a guy named Brady Hassefluk who has a lot of open roles, and we were like, hey, we have this role as the Punisher open, and I think he'd really be into it. <laughs> I think anyone would take it if they knew who the Punisher was and who, <laughs> who collected the comics. Oh, he was definitely cool. excited for that when I told him that. He was like, you're serious. Yeah. I was like, I ain't. He's like, oh. Okay. Yeah, guy's going going to uh, pushing some tin right now. You know, getting ready for the role. <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> nice He's one. He's also playing a Gambit. We're starting up an X Men. Oh well. wow! Okay, so you are like I mean that was the what I was wondering. Like um, I was kind of alluding to like, as in broadening your scope, as in you know I was thinking more like going cosmic, but you're going the mutant route, which is pretty cool. We're trying to go cosmic as well. I really want to introduce the century, but I'm not sure how. I mean, I'd imagine logistics with special effects, that'd be just harder, way harder, right? It would be yeah. very hard. Although, again... I can, I can probably do it, though. Yeah, I mean, again, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to it in the um, the film. I was quite impressed with a, a few of the special effects here. Um, Conch's eyes, for instance, I thought that was pretty good. Um, Those were pretty hard to do. <laughs> well, it, pays, it paid off, so uh, they, they come out pretty well. Uh, all right, well, and finally as well, look, I just wanted to, um, so I also know you guys have a Kickstarter that you have just started recently, right? Um, tell us a bit about that. So it's the Kickstarter to provide for Secret Avengers because it's a really big script and there's a lot of people in it and we're hoping to get, you know, new equipment to, you know, up our scale a little mm-hmm. and maybe make this one better than the others because yeah. we have a lot of fans and I'd really like to, to have them satisfied with our new project. Yeah, nice. Is that is that something that's going to um, um, determine whether you progress or not? Or, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, like, so if you have asked for a particular amount, right, are you going to wait for that amount before you start? Or is it something that's like, well, it's a bonus. If we do get it, then um, we could do a lot better. And are you going to forge ahead with it? Um, I think it's more of a bonus. Yeah, if we okay. get it. It's better, but if we don't, we're still going to chug along. Yeah, you know, we've got that motivation to drive. Yeah, we still enjoy doing this stuff, even if you know it's just amateur. Chiseled offense. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's um, uh, what I found, and you know, a lot of most, if not all, of the Kickstarter um, kind of projects, uh, they are you know just um, things that people are looking for. But yeah, people would do it regardless, you know, because they love what they're doing. Like a similar kind of, of like with podcast thing, you know, you, you've got to invest a little bit on it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you're still going to do it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right. Okay. And uh, so where can, um, do you have any information 
offhand, uh, you know, how to get in touch with you for Kickstarter? Um, I have, of course, my Gmail, which is ytmcu190 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And then I have my Kickstarter account, Yep, which is just my name, so Alex Luman. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, we, we might just, we'll add that to the show notes as well anyway. So loonies who might be considering uh, making a contribution to the YouTube MCU, uh, just hit those links, uh, get in touch with Alex, and uh, you help them along with the, the big upcoming project of the Secret Avengers. Well, um, guys, I think without you know any further ado, we should get into stuck into your film. But um, before that... Loonies, uh, a little bit of a, as mentioned, I think uh, some of you may have read in our newsletter, uh, the next episode of our own serial. So Alex, we're, you know, we're kind of, as we mentioned, doing an audio, <laughs> audio serial. Uh, our next serial uh, episode, episode four for the hunt uh, for Conchu's Golden Scepter is about to drop now. So we're going to play it right now. Um, you know, if you haven't... Uh, you know, caught up with, with the serial so far, uh, check it out. It's all available on our podcast, Catcher. So parts one, two, and three are there. Uh, reacquaint with yourself with that. And, uh, yeah, enjoy this little snippet. And uh, after that, there'll be a couple of messages from some fellow collective members, and uh, we'll be right back with the the rundown to Moon Knight Chapter 2. Catch you soon. still need you to check out the other right, they say. <sighs> You'll be fine. Those cosmic rays don't affect you at all, they say. Scepter may still be up there, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> There's just a lot of gunk out there. Is that you, Anubis? I repeat, this is the power of Chad, pilot of the ITK Jumbuck. Identify yourselves, or I'm going to have to get testy. This is Thoth. Ancient deity and god of magic and wisdom. Alongside me are Horus, god of the sky. My eye, it burns for justice. And Ma'at, goddess of order and harmony. Heed our warning. You are on the path of great peril. Eh, peril my ass. If you're considering an attack, I think twice about doing anything hairy. Apart from the plasma cannons now pointed at your ship, and the ionic repulsors now locked onto your heat signature, I've also got an itchy trigger finger, which I've been meaning to scratch since my PSO4 broke on board the ship. Apparently regional exclusives include the internet. Concern yourself not with our presence, lest only for our message to you, our vessel has been compromised. Yeah, happens to the best of us. 
and an evil has been let loose into your reality. Beware the coming. If it's not hard enough, they have to look after Conscious Scepter. I have to avoid Armageddon, which is just around the corner. Halt! You too are in search of Conchu's Golden Scepter? Yeah. Hold up. You're an Egyptian deity too. What's all this about? Conchu's Scepter is one of five artifacts which have been this reality's protection against the evil set from entering your world. We have been in search of the perpetrator, hoping to stop them collecting all the relics, lest they carry out their unholy resurrection. Same, same. Perhaps we can work together on this? Your mortal self is insignificant to our greater beings. We merely cross paths as you are more curiosity than an ally in our continuing quest across the stars. I sense, perhaps, this human may play a greater part in his destiny. It matters not. This human's primitive vessel is fast approaching the cosmic belt. My act, perhaps you are right. Uh, what? Go forth, little human, into the afterlife, knowing that the oath, my act, and Horus will guide you henceforth. What do you mean by that? Jesus, my Italian Ola. Jump up, engage in face of maneuvers now. Embrace your destiny. Goddamn cosmic belt radiation. Readings are off the chart. It's so hot in here. Hey there. I'm sure you know about the Capes and Lunatics podcast, but have you heard about the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast? It's a fun home for classic and new reviews of just about everything. We have the Ultimate Spider Cast, where we cover everything Spider Man, the Quantum Zone, where we talk the classic Marvel character Quasar and do deep dives on the cosmic side of Marvel. We also have Comic Capers, where we cover everything old and new in comics. It could be anything, any company, any decade. And we also have our Media Mondays, where we cover some kind of TV show, be it a Arrowverse uh, current hit or our summer specials, where we do reviews of uh, classic episodes of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. So, if you're a fan of pop culture and media, you should really check it out. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. This is Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, episode 109. You are here with your High Priest, Ray, and I have with me Alex Lumen and Dalton Gould from the YT MCU or the YouTube MCU uh, fan film production. And we are here in our Moon and Stars segment looking at their fan film production of Moon Knight Chapter 2. So, Alex, Dalton, are you guys ready to get stuck into this? 
Oh, I am. <laughs> okay, well, first off, off the bat, like similar to what we do with our comic book reviews, I'm going to give it. I'm going to throw it to you guys, uh, either of you or maybe just one of you, uh, if you can give the fair loony listeners a um, a summary of the synopsis for kind of what happens in this film. Okay, so it begins 40 years into the future from the original Moon Knight. So, at this state, he's still grieving over the death of his wife and daughter. And he has no motivation to continue being the Moon Knight. And so basically the story is, he needs to figure out a way to get himself back into the groove and to get vengeance back in his body. Mm -hmm. And he gets that motivation from his alternate personalities. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's... um... Yeah, pretty good summation. And there are a rogues gallery of villains here, so you don't let any of the Moon Knight fans down here. Alex and Dalton, they get everything and uh, a, a bit of extra as well with um, a lot of nods to the Moon Knight runs. So, uh, yeah, so first off, so what we're going to do, Loonies, uh, we're going to kind of go through it broadly. Look, I, I gave it a viewing earlier today. I made some notes um, sequentially, you know, uh, as the movie went along. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're just gonna, gonna go through it. I'm just gonna throw a few things towards, uh, Alex and, and Dalton and, uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get into it. So first of all, Alex, you mentioned it is in an alternate universe. Yes. So my first impression, obviously at the beginning was this is a very different moon night. Um, oh. I found out later on in the credits, um, based in West Virginia, which is where you guys are from, right? Um, mm-hmm. out in the, I mean, in the suburbs, I'm, I'm not too familiar with geography, so, um, uh, you know, um, I'm assuming that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. and so, yeah, so we're looking at an alternate one. So right off the bat, this is not our Mark Spector from the 616 or from, uh, oh, I can't even say the MCU because he's not even in it. Cause he's not there. <laughs> no, he's not there. So you actually, you beat everyone to the punch. So he's not from the comics, but he's a very different mark. Um, this is what intrigued me, Alex, as well. You said it's 40 years in the future. So one yeah, of the Moon early Knight scenes... Moon takes place in the 70s. Sorry? Moon Knight Chapter 1 takes place in, like, 1978 or so. Right. But then how, how old is Moon Knight, then? Um, By Secret Avengers, he'll be in his 90s because Jeez. immortality. Well, how about, how, yeah. about chapter, how about this one, Chapter 2? Chapter 2 yeah. takes place in around 2010, 2012. Okay, so if he was like, say, mid twenties in the seventies, and then mm-hmm. twenty ten, it's another, um, yeah, like another forty years or so, he'd be like sixty then, right? Um, when he came back to life, he was around forty five. Right. So in nineteen seventy eight, he'd be around forty nine. Okay, seventy eight. He's forty nine, and then so two thousand. And ten. So in this, he's about eighty, eighty-one. Oh wow! Okay, this is this is mind-boggling for me. Sorry. So this is this is. It's a lot of math. It's a lot of math. Yeah. I had to figure it out on my first day too. But this is a this is a play on his resurrection then. So you've, yeah, you've got him. And... Obviously, he's not. So he's not the young, the young, fresh-looking uh, Moon Knight that we see. Because he, well, actually, technically, his, he, yeah. yeah. This actually technically is his younger look because Conchu, when he gave him the immortality, it made it so he couldn't age. Right. So basically, he would be staying 49 for the rest okay. of his life until he were to get, you know, his right. powers taken away and die. Right. Okay. So this this actually explains. So I've got, as you guys can see, you've got the, the sheet as well. It, it begged a lot of questions here with, with Marlene, born in 1932. So I was looking at that going, okay, so Marlene's like. 
you know, in the 80s and stuff. So I was kind of flipped out by it. But um, but obviously the time frame, okay, I understand it now. Um, and that's kind of, and the help of Conchu. Right, right, okay, okay. And uh, so what happens is, well, so Mark is not happy with himself and he kind of stoops to quite a low. So there's a... There's the bottom. A, the bo- the bottom, oh, yeah, excellent. Um, he's not wheelchair bound, but he's he's bound by cookies and alcohol. <laughs> I, I, love oh, the, I love the cookies bit. Um, any reason, particular reason for the cookies? Is there an in-joke in there somewhere or...? Um, not really. I just thought, it, hey, it'd be funny because then he'd <laughs> okay. get... It's funny because he has such a good healing factor in metabolism that no matter how much he eats or drinks, he still stays, like, super skinny. Right. So, again... Wish I could do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, again, sorry, explain to me as well, because, again, this is a different universe. So, Moon Knight in this universe has a healing factor, and he's kind of slowed down his aging, similar to Captain America, right? Mm-hmm. Very okay. much. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. And so he had a year of alcoholism, um, which is mentioned, uh, and he's suicidal. That oh, was a bit of a heavy, bit of a heavy moment there, Alex. Like you know, not afraid to, yeah. to push the boundaries there with um, yeah, um, yeah, that switchblade. Isn't that isn't that illegal? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Anyway. No, my house is not. No. Okay. Excellent. Uh, but anyway, he steeps to to a bit of a low. Um, surrounds himself obviously with the drink, and uh, I, I was. I was hoping to see some cookie dough, Alex, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, so, I had a box of Chips Ahoy around somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you could have, you know, scattered that around, or a few, a few crumbs around the mouth edges. That's cool. Uh, but anyway, so um, Mark's mum comes in. So Mark's mum then. So this again, the question. So is she her age, Has she been resurrected as well? Or well, actually, it's not his mum. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry. It's. Someone that he met while doing his Mr. Knight job, so it's a detective slash psychologist named Gina Flint. Oh, Gina Flint. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. It's right. actually the last name I took from another Moon Knight character. Yeah, and I was detect- hoping it could be a nod to fans. Yeah, Detective Flint. Yeah, sorry, I didn't grab her name during the um during the film. Uh, yeah, Detective Flint, of course. He um, uh, very well connected to Mister Knight, uh, but actually, he's he goes all the way back to um, to the early '80s in the Doug Mensch run. So uh, that's a nice nod there. Okay, so she because I put it down in my notes. I thought she was a bit more of a well, kind of like Crawley esque in the fact that she kind of gathers information for him. She kind of keeps Moon Knight in the know. So um, yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean similar. Similar kind of uh, capacity, as you're saying, as Jenna Flint. Um, yeah, right. And so she mentions uh, the crime has the crime has risen, right? Ninety five percent. There's a ninety five percent. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so this has obviously happened during the, the past year when Moon Knight was um, was missing, MIA, and uh, and Gina kind of urges Mark to kind of put on the mask. So she chucks the mask to him. Is basically gives them a, a kick up with the bum, saying, "Come on, you know, get into it." Uh, then we have there's a, there's a slight change. I love this, uh, <laughs> and and actually it gets better later in the in the film as well. Uh, we quickly cut to some criminals, and um, is that a green screen behind them? Right? Yes, that's yeah. really good. Actually, I, I found that really good uh, because uh, it was well done. You know, it wasn't you know you couldn't see the pixelation or whatever. Um, 
So there are these criminals in the sunnies. Uh, one guy's in the sunnies and uh, like a hippie shirt. <laughs> and uh, Wayne Baker. <laughs> sorry? Hawaiian shirt. I said good old Wayne Baker. Wayne, Wayne Baker, okay. That's the guy who plays him, yeah. Yeah, no, well, good, good performances there. Um, and the gentleman, the gentleman next to him, is he the same gentleman that played uh, Midnight Man? Actually, that's the same guy that plays Iron Fist. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Um, but anyway, so they're there, and there's some uh, some talk of, um, I guess, uh, I guess Moon Knight's villains, right? Um, they're being mm-hmm. kind of contracted um, in some capacity. Since uh, Moon Knight takes out all the guys, they're like, we need some better guys. So yes. we're going to get his enemies. Yes, that's right. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. So um, through Moon Knight's past activities. Anyway, then it cuts to uh, the gym, and mm-hmm. we see Mark there. Uh, he's uh, known, kind of well-known for his boxing prowess there. We see that through Jerry McDean, uh, the new kid on the block. Uh, and I like this, uh, Alex, as well. Uh, you know, he, you know, Mark befriends him. And uh, then he says, well, you know, for initiation purposes, you know, since you're new, you're going to have to spar with me in the ring. So uh, there's a nice uh, there's a nice scene there of... Um, is, is the other actor, is he is he well-versed in boxing, Alex? Or? Oh, no, not at all. Not, not at, at all? all? Okay, right, right. So uh, he probably had to take... He had to lean a lot from... Uh, on you as to kind of make those those scenes work, um, yeah. But yeah, no, that was a pretty good scene. I love the I love the Moon Knight gloves. <laughs> so thank you. I got those custom made for two hundred bucks. Oh really? Wow, awesome. Yeah, they're very nice fit though. Very I, very soft. Man, uh, full credit to you. I would, um, you know, I would. Assume that there aren't many loonies out there that would have a pair of Moon Knight boxing gloves. So you'd probably be, you know, the only loony that I'd know that would have it. So well done. That's uh, that's fantastic. But I love how, you know, a bit of branding from Moon Knight. Uh, so his his identity is obviously public, right? So, oh, no, he's still hiding it. People okay. always ask him, hey, what's with the gloves? And he's like, I don't know. I oh, just okay. think he's interesting. Yeah. And he's... A, he's v- since he's very good at being psychological, he can play off the fact that, you know, people think he's not Moon Knight. Yeah, right, right. Even though to some people it would be obvious, but he can still deny it very well. Yes. Yeah, right. And um, and, and Dalton, look, you know, while we're here in this um, part of the film, uh, so have you been, had you been working behind the scenes um, during these scenes, like, say, in the gym scene or uh, earlier on with, uh, with Mark at, uh, at his home? Um, not the ones where he was at his home, uh-huh. but, uh, the, the gym scene, I filmed all of that. So. Oh, you filmed? Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, well done. And who did the, uh, was that your choreography, Alex, for the, for the, the boxing? Oh, uh, actually it was a lot of just improv punches. Okay. Okay. I just told him, you know, go easy, go steady. Try not to do anything <laughs> too hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so, luck. Huh? In the beginning, you'll hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, very painful process to pull out your shoulder. <laughs> oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah. Well, that's happened to me at least twice during a haymaker. Oh, jeez. I uh, don't want to ask why you went for a haymaker, but anyway. <laughs> uh, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do to win that round, eh? Um, so anyway, so yeah, so a bit of sparring happenings happening uh, after that. We get a bit more of an explanation. Uh, I put in here my notes. Is that is that Frenchie in the uh, that Mark talks to in the locker room? Oh no, that's his coach. 
Oh, that's just his coat. Okay, because he had the moustache, yeah. and I, and I thought it was a very obvious moustache. I thought, um, you know how French he has a very obvious French moustache. I thought, okay, well, this might be a like a nod to that. And he had a hat on as well, which Frenchie always seems to have on. Uh, so it's just his coach, okay. Um, Frenchie will appear in Chapter 3. Ah, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, he'll be. Well, Frenchie's, yeah. He's, the, guy, he's... the guy that plays the coach, uh, he's played so many other roles. Yes. It, we, we just had to come up with something to, like, okay. stick him in every movie just so it'd be, so. yeah. That's the, the mustache is just there to make sure he didn't look like he always <laughs> does. Yeah. Is, can, I, can I go out on a limb here and can I ask, is he also Scarecrow down the line? Yes. Ah, uh, okay. So you got it. to whoever that guy is. He's my favourite. <laughs> okay, MVP. Uh, I love his acting. Okay, he is gloriously over the top, and I mean that in a great way. I remember him I from think the. I like it because he's playing Doc Ark in the future, so that makes oh, it better. Perfect, perfect. Because I I remember him in Moon Knight Chapter One. I, I believe it's. I, I'm sure it's him, the guy I'm thinking of. And correct me if I'm wrong. He he had a part in Moon Knight One, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I bet that's the same guy <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, great. So multiple roles. Well done. Can I can I get a shout-out to this gentleman? Who, what's his name? Yes. Shout-out to Gabe Maddox for playing every character in the YTMCU. Excellent. He is the Don... Uh, what is it? John Chaney? Man of a Thousand Faces. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Now, well done. Uh, well Good done. Reference. Good reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit of an old one. Too older, in fact, I think. Uh, anyway, so, okay, so the coach... Uh, there's a bit of a, a a reveal here. So Jerry McDean, who was um, seemed like a bit of a tough-as-nail kid, you know, has a lot of issues to resolve, uh, a victim of, of domestic violence, and Mark suggests to the coach that uh, Jerry be brought under his wing, the coach's wing. Um, and uh, I've got a note here as well, Alex. Uh, I love the... <laughs> The ending of that scene where um, Mark says, "I am the authority." I, I think that's um, <laughs> I think that's fantastic. But um, what we do that happen, what happens there? Like we cut to um, some more reminiscing about Marlene. Um, do, will she ever get a? Um, will she ever appear? Do you think Alex in in later iterations of of Moon Knight in the YTMCU, even in flashback? Probably as a flashback because her as a character isn't really alive. Okay, yeah. So it's revealed later on that Bushman shot her. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, exactly. Purely from flashback because obviously she has um, obviously passed. But uh, yeah, so we get some reminiscing, reminiscing there. And I really like this. Um, I thought this was a really well done scene here, Alex. Um, a nice location. What I've got to say is. Um, what this Chapter 2 film does is that there are many varied locations, and I think that really does help, like any film in general, you know, where you get films that are stuck in in sets, you as a viewer kind of, you notice that straight away, and then that kind of fake and that suspension of disbelief is less so than when you actually have authentic locations. So I like this location, um, what is it, by the creek or the river? Uh, is that a place near you guys? Or Actually, it's about six hours down wow. the uh, state. Wow. I, yeah, I tried six hours down there, and then I recorded their shots, and I was like, yeah, these are, these are good. So I came back, and yeah. I worked them together. Yeah, nice, nice. So a bit of... Um, what do you call it? Location hunting, um, the scouting. We do, we do look around a lot for good places to film scenes in our free time. Well, I mean, again, hats off. Uh, we'll get. I mean, we'll get to it. But like uh, the the final, the finale, that uh, the building was great. I thought 
Um, thank you, thank you. We look for that. Yeah, and then I remember you telling me in the um, the Moon Knight Chapter One, there were some issues with you getting that that building as well, where, where again I think the climax happens. Was that correct? It was a, a an old building. Yeah, it was originally. We had to pay one hundred twenty five dollars to get into that place yeah, for right. about five hours. And right. while this place, they let us in for free. That's fantastic. That's great. They had really good, um, you made good use of it, the lifts, which I thought were good, um, and the rooftop. But again, we'll get to that. So um, as, as we say, going through, uh, there's that, the scene by the creek or the river where Mark kind of reminisces. Uh, then it kind of changes. It goes back again. And, and actually, I thought here, Alex, I thought there would be some return to Jerry McDean in some capacity. I thought um, that was kind of leading up to something. But what, what Mark does, he's, he finds over the internet, he, he's got this, this urge now this new vigor to become Moon Knight, and uh, he finds a pedophile over the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that is that right? Yeah, and then uh, yeah, he, it is true. yeah, sorry, it, it, yeah, it is true. Yeah, okay. So he, he finds him. So he he was just he was just surfing the net, right? So he's just just trying to find um, because I originally I first thought that he was looking up Jerry McDean's dad. They're the same person. They are the same person. Yep. Oh, so his dad is a pedophile. That means he has twice the years to beat the hell out of him. Yeah, oh, okay, right. Okay, so that does tie in. Okay, right. Because then, you know, I heard it like a pedophile and I thought, is he played by the guy that played Jerry McDean as well? I had a little thought. Yes. He was, okay. so could, you know, kind of put the uh, looks Resem- together to make yes. sense. Yeah, okay. Dad, yeah. That makes, yeah, that's why I thought he was the dad, right? And then it threw me with a pedophilia. I thought, no, but okay, so he is the dad. And uh, we get the first kind of a, a little taste of uh, a bit of a brutal scene here. Um, there's a lot of special, uh, a lot of effects and a lot of sound effects, a lot of foley here. So uh, what I'm interested in, apart from the copious amounts of blood here, <laughs> oh, Alex, um, the foley, how did you make the sound of that, that squelching? Was that something that you constructed yourself? Uh, some of it was off the internet, but what I would do, it was I would get my microphone really close to like a bucket of jello or slime and I would just like squeeze it together very okay. hard. Yeah. And yeah. it would make a lot of noise and I'd be like, that's good. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. No, and I, I used it and it sounded great. Yeah. That's awesome. I love the, um, yeah, I love the, uh, creation of different Foley effects. Um, that's really cool. It's, it's a little hard, but you know, it gets very creative. Mm, it, it it does, yeah, to actually get that right sound because what you think would actually sound good may not necessarily be the case. So you've got to really search, uh, do your research. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so Mark beats the hell out of this guy. Um, countless punches. Uh, it looks like he loses liters of blood um, from from the mm. attack. Uh, and then we cut to. Um, I get. I love this scene as well. Uh, so we we do see a bit of an internal mindset for mark and we see conchu now who's the other dude there another egyptian dude and he kind of shuffles off to the side uh it's just just some random pharaoh okay right ramesses or something or tutankhamen or yeah okay just just to get get the sense that there's the the egyptian mythology but um you know props props to uh conchu's skull uh his costume i thought it was really well done um and a question so who who voiced conchu because he was very capable uh that was me Oh, that was you. Yeah, very good. Well, well, you can. I'm very th- good with voice acting, so I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take it too." Yeah, well, okay, because it sounded it sounded very different. Actually, I thought it was a, a lot older gentleman. Um, nice one. Okay, so uh, so we we got so who played Conchu as well? 
Um, Gabe was our body actor. Ah, good old Gabe, eh? <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. He but... had it, though. He had some really good uh, body movements, which I thought oh, was awesome. Gosh, good old Gabe. <laughs> he's, he's, he's good, mate. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't mind. He'll take any. He'll take any role. That's great. He really uh, does like to be in the movies. He, oh, he does. He wants he... to work on his acting chops. Yeah. So I give and, him a, a lot of roles. Can, can I also, again, um, again, it's, it's coming back to me in my memory. Gabe, is he one of the hostages at the end? See the guy yes. asking the question. Um, what was the line? It was, um, and and then Mark just slits his throat, and it kind of blacks out. Do He's you know, like, "Why yeah. do you hate the boss so much?" And Moon Knight's like, "It's classified information." <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, that's that it. fun scene. <laughs> that was a great scene. That looked like a whole heap of fun. Um, again, I must have, uh, props to um, to Gabe. The look on his face just before the camera cut out was just priceless. So well done. Uh, so there we go. Um, so again, as I mentioned uh, a bit earlier, the the special effects on Conchie's eyes I thought was very well done, uh, Alex. I thought thank um, you, thank you. a nice little touch there. I wasn't expecting that, but it gave that sense of. And actually, I think you you um you used the filter as well for that kind of thing. It had almost I did, uh, yes. yeah. What was that effect? Do you do you remember? It was some kind of like vi- uh, vignette, but it was blurry instead of black. Okay. So it yeah. made the background look like it was melding in. Yeah, no, very good. No, that was good. So, so. it could, like, kind of mess with Mark's eyesight. Mm. And so, anyway, so, um, sorry, Alex, can you explain? So the um, the purpose of Conchu there is he, he was just taunting Mark again, wasn't he? Yeah, when Mark's not doing stuff, Conchu t- tends to be like, you're useless, you know. You're yeah. not doing anything that you've promised me when you died for me. Yeah. You know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, just the, the continual... Um, psychological tormenting. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I feel, like, I feel like it works, though, because then it makes Mark, like really really mad well yeah we do see him really really mad as well as we've kind of alluded to the next to. fight scene is he takes it way farther than you'd expect he does i did not expect that look hang on we're nearly there <laughs> that is a glorious scene uh but anyway so i've got here the notes it's actually gina flint she checks up on mark sees how he's going um and again, I had that note about her being kind of like crawly, but she, you know, I guess she was the one that kind of urged him to, to get back into it. He's starting to find his groove. Uh, and again, we get actually another bit of um, a bit of a nod to the fans here. We we do get the Jake Stephen Mark uh, scene, which is yeah. really cool. Uh, again, actually very well done. Um, uh, that, that must have been fun, Alex, to play all three at once and then stitch them all together. In Chapter 3... The three characters have a lot of interaction because the story focuses around those three. Mm. So you get equal time with each character, and at the end there's a really, really good ending where the three of them collude into one big big setup. Okay, so Chapter 3 is already um, in the can, as as in written at least? Yep. Okay, fantastic. You like the villain. It's a very supernatural villain. Excellent. Supernatural, I'm kind of thinking already... Morpheus? No? No, anyway. Uh, it's not particularly a Moon Knight Moon- movie. Ah, so okay. okay. It might be disappointing to think that. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's uh, no, that's cool. Originally, yeah. it would have been a Daredevil villain. Ooh. But then I went for a Doctor Strange villain instead. Nightmare, right? Nightmare, yep, Nightmare. Yeah. Oh, that actually is very good. because It it's works all... because Moon yes. Knight's kind of got a fractured psyche, and I was like, Nightmare could definitely screw with his head. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Nightmare does encounter Moon Knight in... Um, if I'm mistaken, in Black Panther, uh, a couple of issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so they have actually locked horns uh, in the part, in the comics at least. So, yeah, yeah really cool. Um, 
then we get okay here we come uh then we get moon knight is uh and a mention obviously to to the the great moon knight costume that you've put together there alex uh thank you a, a little nod to declan shelby's moon knight of course with that's the, my favorite costume yeah it is so a good it i is really a damn, wanted to go for that yeah, it's a damn good costume isn't it because it, it it is uh it's sensible right you know and it's uh it make, oh, sorry it makes sense as well, you, you know, you would protect yourself with, you know, wrist guards and, and chest plates Body and such. And yeah, like exactly. Um, so really well done. Uh, so Moon Knight is there in his uh, in home base and the criminals somehow kind of they find him and they all charge in. Uh, not the big guns yet, just uh, can we call just them some... ca- cannon fodder? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good term. <laughs> Uh, so they they kind of try and um, overwhelm him, and we get to the fight scene. So Alex and Dalton, Dalton again. Any um, were you were you part of this scene? You recorded it. Oh, you recorded it. Okay, so you didn't you weren't in front of the camera for any of it. You weren't one of the he guys loves doing angles. So I give him the camera. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You weren't one of the guys with a sack on his head or anything like that. No. Okay. Sadly not. That scene was all his idea. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. Okay, he so just... a lot of collaboration. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of uh, took after um, <clears throat> sort of a Ramsey Snow sort of thing from Game of Thrones. So, ah, okay. Right. Where he kind of does the thing to Theon. So. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Ramsey's Dalton, right? <laughs> what? Uh, Bolton, sorry, Bolton. Oh yeah, Ramsey's Bolton. Bolton. Sorry, I thought I thought you said Ramsey's Snow. Yeah, no, yeah, Bolt at the Boltons. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he was that was that's a that's a yeah a very terrifying character from Game of Thrones. Um, but yes, uh, sorry, <laughs> I did say Dalton. I meant to say Bolton. Um, <laughs> but um, the fight scene starts. So Alex, so one of the goons, let's call him a goon, comes up. Moon Knight with his uh, his bigger sickle or, or crescent um, sickle cleaves him along the stomach and pulls out his intestines, which is uh, yeah. a bit of a splurge as well. That was pretty cool. Did he have a water balloon or something hidden in there? Because there was a bit of fluid uh, that came out. Yeah, it was a giant bag of food-colored water with mm-hmm. the rope inside. And then basically what I did is when I cut it open, I turned the bag upside down pulled out the rope and all the liquid came with it fantastic fantastic uh, so a lot of the noises I like, I like to use practical effects yeah yeah of course no no because very fun to mess around with this exactly exactly that was really good and uh, the second uh goon a little easier because you use the um the intestines from the the first one it just gets them. choked with the, the guy's intestines this is uh we're really getting into this stuff here that's fantastic it doesn't stop there as well um some guy gets his head <laughs> gets his head bashed in. I shouldn't be laughing because it's a terrible thing. But um, you know, <laughs> puts him against the table and uh, literally... What what was that head? Was that paper mache? What was it? Um, it was actually styrofoam. Styrofoam, okay. First I thought it was a balloon or something, but um, it didn't pop. But uh, a styrofoam, okay. okay. It certainly crumbled. Um, and uh, yeah, that gentleman, uh, he... Did not get up after that. Another per- oh, another person gets uh, decapitated, 
And yes. uh, did I did I miss that? I haven't got it in the notes, but I'm working off my memory. Then Moon Knight uses their head to swat another guy away. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, inspiring stuff, Alex and, uh, and Dalton. We went through, I think, four heads trying to get that. Uh, Just to get that scene that perfect, we went through perfect. four of the heads. Right. <laughs> wow. And the heads again were styrofoam? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, and then, uh, well, I mean, you must have a, a readily supply of... Uh, of heads because you've got another one with uh, what looked like a bit of block work. Um, Moon Knight size stone. To, st- a stone. Okay, okay. I thought it was a bit of broken um, concrete block, uh, but he, he just smashes another guy to mush as well. So a bit of you know a bit of everything in that one. Uh, and then finally, there's a baseball bat, which um, you know I think for the the viewers um, they you know they weren't privy to what happened after that, which was good. So after all the gore and the violence, that last uh, masterstroke, kind of leave it to the, the viewer's imagination. I thought it was pretty pretty good. Uh, and then it cuts to... So I don't understand this. Okay, so I thought he killed them all. So how, did, how does he end up with four hostages? Well, there's three more that come in after, but we didn't get to see it. Ah, okay. Okay, so they come in later. Because I was like, kind of figured out that, hey, if there's some more, you just might as well just take them. <laughs> Right, okay, okay. Cause I, yeah, and the I thought, guy that he hit with the baseball bat, yes. he's one of them because he didn't end up killing him. Oh, just okay. Just for that specific reason. Hence the cutaway. Sure. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and then one of so the general... crack his cage. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, so they're all kind of, you know, um, you know, lined up, uh, bloodied, uh, you know, sacks on head. Uh, and again, sorry here for this, um, not meaning to be facetious or anything here. Uh, Alex... Um, so does one need to go to the toilet or something? Some guy has to leave. And he... I'm going to let Dalton explain this. Yes, Dalton. So, it was kind of like a sort of a in-the-moment thing. I was writing the script, and I was like, what if I had him, since Mark is so, like, demented and insane, mm-hmm. I was sort of like, what if he had this guy go into the bathroom and sort of just, like, wank off? Right. As like a final thing before he, you know, gets rid of the thing. So I was like, this is genius. And so he just sort of put it in there. And the line goes with it. He says, one more moment of pain for a moment of pleasure. <laughs> oh, okay. Very poetic. Yeah. Very so, lyrical. Uh, yeah, very. okay. I, did, I missed that. Sorry, because, um, you know, um, I didn't, well, I didn't have the, the volume pumped up totally. But, uh, yeah, I must have missed that in that, in amongst the carnage so uh, so he comes. He comes back after a, a bit of a wahoo, and uh, and Mark gets to find the location of. The, so Mark's essentially looking for the the boss man. Is that right, or is he looking for the whole? Does he know that there's a whole lot of rogues gallery villains waiting for him? He only knows there's one because he's okay. not sure about the other three. Yes. So he knows there's a. Does he know it's Bushman? He knows it's Black Spectre, but he's trying to figure <sighs> out who these guys right. are in charge of, which is Bushman. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, gotcha. So anyway, after that, after he gets information, he uh, he, as we mentioned before, just systematically kills them all. Um, so Moon Knight here is very, very vicious. Uh, uh, I'd like to get the other loonies' takes, and I know you know this is an alternate universe as well. But Moon Knight is has, has got no compunction to, um, you know, to value life here. He he just um, he kills away, and, and he actually he looks like he he. Um, 
enjoys it and to an extent. He does. He has that sadistic yeah. smile as he watches them come back and knows what he's going to do. Yeah. So it's actually very uh, – he's probably akin, if not probably worse than, than the Punisher. I would take it because he, he – uh, In this universe? Yeah. The Winter Soldier has like a three stat that he talks about to Deadpool mm-hmm. where he's like, there are three types of insanity in this universe. There's you – and then there's the other two. And he's like, who's ah. the other two? And he's, he's like, you have the mad dog, which is Frank Castle. Yeah. And then you have the hyena, which is the <laughs> He's like, oh, God. Now, that's a nice comparison. Yeah, it's a different sort of mad, isn't it? Because he takes a little bit of pleasure in it, whereas uh, Deadpool, obviously, is just absolutely nuts. So, um... In this universe, Deadpool's a shield agent. Oh, so okay. Deadpool's, Deadpool's like, yeah, I'm a little crazy, but I do it for money. So, you know. And then the Punisher is just straight up, I do it because, you know, it's the right thing. And Moody's yeah. like, I do it because it's fun. So did you mention, so do we see Deadpool uh, in your previous work? In Marvel Knights, oh, that he's coming. probably going to be Moon Knight, Deadpool, and the Punisher. Okay. Because we can't really find a Blade actor, unfortunately. You're right. Okay. No worries. And Ghost Rider is a little bit hard to do with effects. Yeah. Oh, that would be very hard. I mean, they, they found it hard enough on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., didn't they? I mean, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it ate up most of their budget, apparently. Um, yeah, yeah, it looks like an MCU effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, anyway, so uh, so Mark finds out the information he needs, and he goes, uh, "Moon Knight." I should just call him Moon Knight. And then he starts working out. There's a bit of a montage there. Alex, you're saying you got yourself primed for that, um, for the role, and and I guess for for a lot of the working out here. Um, and then we get to an interlude, which I find absolutely bloody hilarious. Um, who are these guys, Alex? Who are these guys? Okay, I mean, not, so not the fictional guys. Who are these guys? Who are these actors? Okay, so it's Cole Allen and Gabe Maddox again. Gabe. Returning. Oh, yeah, Gabe the Scarecrow. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, inspiring. The plastic bag on the head. It is fantastic. I had no idea. Like, It took me a while to figure out that that was a Scarecrow. Um but you know the 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 tone of voice, um, the little piercing, the little eye that comes through the plastic bag. I kind of I got it at the end, but okay, yeah. So uh, so so who was the other gentleman? Uh, Midnight Man. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, the actor. Oh, Cole Allen. Cole Cole, and he uh, same guy that played uh, Jerry and the pedophile. Okay, oh, I thought so. Okay, I wasn't too sure, but anyway. Um, so anyway, this is a bit of a so this was intentional, a bit of a comedy, a bit of a break because yeah, because of how much violence. I was like, maybe we should just go for something a little lighter so far. Yeah, it was a real kind of left turn, uh, but it was that's pretty funny. I was kind of laughing out loud at that. I thought it was uh, quite loud. Midnight Man is is quite camp. Uh, I, I love the. I thought he was Purple Man at first, but then, you know, obviously, <laughs> yeah, Midnight Man, that makes more sense. Uh, so anyway, then um, we get to, like, the final kind of scene of the building. Uh, in the building, Moon Knight's working his way, obviously, up towards to um, to the rooftop. Um, good use, I think, as I mentioned before, of the lifts uh, he takes out. There are a few goons here and there before he, he comes across uh, Scarecrow, the first um, the first of the big bosses. Uh very cool in the car park, uh, but he makes short work of him with a pitchfork. Um, so yeah, I got it. Pure ham, loving it, loving it, loving Pure it. Pure ham, yeah, <laughs> uh, And then again, we get a, a little shout out here to some um, good special effects. So he comes across Midnight Man next, who takes out a gun. Oh, that's the other thing as well. Yeah, Moon Knight. He um, it's not afraid to use a gun as well, which is good. Oh no. 
Yeah, it's um a bit of a a bit of a nod to Vengeance of the Moon Knight, I think. By I Greg really like Prince. that run, so a lot mm. of stuff that I like to do is inspired by it. Yeah, well, you you credit um, Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Jeff Lemire with it, but I do definitely see Charlie Houston and uh, Greg Herrett's Hurwitz oh, um, in there. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so. Sorry, going back, having said that, Midnight Man has a gun as well. Uh, I love the effects, that kind of, the spark off Moon Knight's armour. Uh, that's good. And he seemingly strangles him, uh, leaves him in the car park. Uh, and we'll come back to Midnight Man because I've got a few questions there. Um, then he comes across, I thought it was Ares at, at first, sorry. You know, the uh, the, cool. god, the god of war because of the, uh, it was a cool helmet. Um, very, but, very cool. Yeah, but it's Black Spectre, and uh, he has a massive monologue. You know, he, he he speaks to Mark. I thought Mark was. I thought Moon Knight was just going to shoot him just then and there, while <laughs> in the middle of his talk of his speech. Um, but can you explain this to us, um, Alex? So he he actually talks to Moon Knight to the the point where Moon Knight's got the gun under his chin, and he's still kind of not afraid. Uh, does he know the peril that he that he's in? Um, he doesn't know much about what Moon Knight has done to people. He just mm-hmm. assumes that he's a madman because right. of people, what they say on the internet. And he's like, huh, he yeah. must be crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to kill him <laughs> so that I can keep people safe. Yeah. But little does he know, he's not on the good end of this. No, he isn't. And uh, he gets dispatched quite easily. Does he have any powers or anything like that? Um, just a little bit of good reflexibility. Okay. He's quite a big fella as well, like a nose. Like. Yeah, he's a bit bulky. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so he um, so he gets um, taken out of the equation. Uh, and then he reaches the rooftop, and here we go, Dalton. There we go. Um, uh, stepping away from behind the camera, you're getting in front of it now. Uh, we get Bushman on the rooftop. Uh, a concerted, uh, a, sorry, a conscious decision to have Bushman with an accent? Yeah, it, it's sort of tough to do a uh, South African mm-hmm. accent, which is what I really went for. Oh, okay, right. So it kind of turned into like a mix between a... Um, British and French. Mm. British, French, Swahili, yeah, sort of a mix. So. Well, that, that actually works. Like a nondescript, yeah. nondescript, like you can't really place it, so... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, a lot of South Africa is, like, Dutch, Belgian, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So, it kind of fits in. Yes. Yeah, so um, so we, we get the two head honchos together. Um, there's a, a bit of taunting, a bit of fighting here as well. We get a sense that Midnight Man is not dead. He kind of gets up and starts walking. Uh, there's a cool bite, uh, bite scene there. I would have loved Alex, um, and Dalton to have seen some, uh, sharpened teeth here from, from Bushman. Um, that would have been hard to think, but he does give, uh, Moon Knight a bit of a bite, which is a nice little nod to, uh, to, I guess his, his, you know, his gnashes. <laughs> um, uh, his grills. Sorry? His grills. His grills, yeah, his grills. Uh, so he bites Moon Knight. And, geez, Moon Knight does take a lot, doesn't he? Um, Bushman's got a, a fairly big blade. He gets uh, he gets done a few times. I'm assuming, Alex, the, the armor saves him, you know, from most of the blows, but he's still getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for the armor, he'd, he'd have been dead. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably wouldn't have been dead, but would have been very, very much. He would have been able to fight. Yeah. 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 And and the I think the big takeaway to this obviously as well is and you you call it out that he um, he just takes the pain goes through it which we know one of the big traits of Moon Knight in the comics as well uh, he'd rather take a blow than defend it so um, so there's another little nod there as well and then a, the, the big seminal moment here we get Mark cutting off the face of Bushman um, I I don't think I did. I hear a scream. Was there a scream there, Dalton? Were you to? Uh... No, because I had my hand over his mouth the whole time, so then ah, nobody would hear it. Right. Because there's a lot of people outside that parking garage. Ah, okay. So it's like if they would have heard that screaming, would have been a lot of cops up there. Sure. Right. 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 And and the uh, the prop as well. The 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 flesh of the face. What was that? Uh, it was all liquid latex. Ah, liquid latex. Cool. Geez. So you guys. Yeah. You, you it get it into was the... a pain trying to shape that correctly so do they uh, do they apply that dalton do they apply it to your face first directly to his face yeah ah, mm-hmm. okay wow that would have, how many takes did that you know you're saying that was a pain to do how, how many times do you have to redo it or um we didn't really have to redo it it was just it took so long to get ah. it to shape perfectly ah okay okay yeah and so anyway we also get uh, then midnight man <laughs> Um, helps Moon Knight. So I didn't... Can you um, maybe clarify this one, Alex and Dalton, as well? What happens towards the end here? So he gets helped by Midnight Man? Well, if you think about it, so Midnight Man kind of always just thought Moon Knight was the bad guy in his story. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, he watched Bushman fight Moon Knight and everything, he was like, wow, I think I might need to change my mindset. So when he saw Moon Knight pass out, he's like, I should probably help him. Okay. Wow. Okay. He's a bit of a change of heart. Yeah. So he changes. Okay. Because we know Midnight Man from the comics, Anton Mogart, uh, an art collector, basically a a cat burglar, a thief, a burglar. Um, but uh, he has a, a bit of a different role here. Um, oh, and actually, he becomes uh, disfigured in the comics and uh, has a burning hatred for Moon Knight. So a little different in this universe. Here. What would you call this universe, Alex? You know, you got the six one six. Are you going to give it a number? Give it the, you know... I have to uh, think of a number. Marvel uh, Universe, um, I don't know, you can do 3-2, uh, um, Marlene's thing, 3-2. Yeah, 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 I think it deserves a particular number. I don't know if you've seen on Wiki. Uh, I went with 98628. Okay, 98628. It's, it's the numbers on the phone dial for each letter of the acronym. Oh, very good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. Uh, no, so 98628, is that it? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So anyway, so Midnight Man in this universe helps Mark uh, Moon Knight, and uh, and that pretty much wraps it. There's the, there's a bit of an ending here with uh, news of uh, Scarecrow, uh, of Gabe, um, you know, on the floor, out, uh, and we see Gina. Um, she's uh, showing a little. She's a little sad. Does she think he's dead? Alex, she or? does. Everybody she does. thinks he's Everyone dead. Everyone thinks he's dead. Okay, but he's, he actually he, uh, he got whisked away by Midnight Man. And uh, and that pretty much wraps it. So, uh, yeah, any any, uh, any final words there, Alex, Dalton, that I may have missed that you'd like to like to shout out? No. No? That was good. Very, yeah, very happy. So, Looney's... Yeah, most of that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh... Basically covered it. Yeah, it was a fun. Uh, it was a fun kind of. I don't know what you call it. A read through um, <laughs> of uh, of yes. going through. 
Yeah. So, um, so Looney's, uh, the link is there um, from our latest newsletter, and I, uh, I do believe from our discussion thread. Now, let me just quickly have a look here, guys. Um, let me just quickly check if, um, if there is anything on the discussion thread. Unfortunately, yeah, no comments there, but um, Looney's, it'll be great to hear from you uh, what you think of Moon Knight Chapter 2 by the YouTube MCU. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I'd like to, look, I'd like to thank uh, Alex and Dalton. Thank you for your time, for coming on and uh, going through your film, uh, you know, with us. It's been a, it's been a great adventure. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. Any final shout-outs, anything like you'd like to shout-out? Well, again, like we'll put the Kickstarter on. Um, Dalton, anywhere, any people, anywhere people can find you? Um, I have a YouTube, which mm-hmm. is just my name, Dalton Gould. And uh, Twitter, at Elusive6. That's I-L-L-U-S-I-V-E-S-I-X. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then Instagram, which is at Goldilocks underscore 53. Underscore 53? Yep. Okay, excellent. Excellent. And Alex, where can people contact you as well? Um, I have my Facebook, which is just my name. Mm-hmm. My Instagram, which is Alex underscore L00MAN. Mm-hmm. I got, of course, the YouTube, which is the YTMCU, and my alternate, which is Electrovenom, which mm-hmm. is my original. And the Facebook page, the YTMCU. And that'll basically be it. Fantastic. Well, a, a big thank you once again to you guys. A massive effort. What I do love to see, and I hope all the loonies appreciate, is the amount of effort that you guys put into this. Um, obviously, a love for the character, a love for filmmaking. Uh, it, it's a great stuff to see. So uh, keep it coming, guys. I hope you have plenty uh, more films ahead. Hopefully, Phase 3 and Marvel Knights um, will be just around the corner very soon. Right, well, uh, next... Yeah, sorry? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it will. Uh, Next phase, loonies. We have a last quarter. The phase of the moon is the last quarter, which will um, unfortunately be uh, not relevant, uh, irrelevant, uh, because we have a Punisher ambush. That's right. Punisher will be invading our episode next week, and we'll have a guest, Orion, who's usually from the We Are the Venomaniacs podcast, podcast all about Venom. He and I will be looking at Punisher Annual 2. So that is, for those that know their stuff, uh, has Moon Knight on the cover. It's a pink uh, Punisher Annual with Punisher and Mooney. So that will be a fun story to uh, to check out. Uh, also, as well, uh, earlier on the show, you heard our ITK Serial Episode 4. Uh, that is uh, for the hunt for Conchie's Golden Scepter. I uh, hope you enjoyed that in our next thrilling adventure. Uh, in a few days' time after this episode drops, uh, I will make it available just by it itself. So, uh, you know, you can create a playlist or whatever to string all the serials together. But uh, episode four, starring starring Chad and a few other special guests there, a big thank you to, to Phil from Capes and Lunatics, uh, to Anthony from Capes on the Couch, and to Hannah, who is a, a brilliant uh, voice actor, so thank you so much for your talents uh, in that serial. It was a lot of fun to do. Anyway, that's it from us at ITK. As usual, I'd like to sign off with May Conchu, watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later.
Loonies, you can contact us through various social platforms. You can drop us a line on email at itkmoonnight at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash itkmoonnight, and a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash itkmoonnight. We are on Twitter. Our handle is at itkmoonnight, and we're on Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, to search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. We're also on Discord. Just search for the server Into the Night with a K. Please leave an iTunes rating or review if you can. It helps us reach other loonies out there too. Also, if you have any feedback, we also look to improve ourselves and the show. Finally, we're on all good podcast catches. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, also on Podcoin. Please check us out and share episodes with your friends. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. (laughs) 